Well, it's the fifth day of October, year of our Lord 2022. So welcome, dear friend. This is Concafe. We're looking at the old... <laughs> I was going to say the old weeping prophet, but the Old Testament book of Jeremiah, who is known as the weeping prophet, because he took his job to heart. He felt the pain God felt for those wayward Israelites. Much like your pastor feels for you sometimes when he or she <laughs> suspects that you're not where you need to be. But the devotionalist call, lay down your roots, even if you have to move. And this got kind of personal to me. And we're looking at Jeremiah chapter 29, <clears throat> verses 1, and then jumping to verse 4 through 7 in the message version of the Bible. So, dear friend, let's be in an attitude of worship and in the spirit of uh, receptivity to what God may share with us during this time, and may we be open to whatever it is that God lays on our heart as we wrestle with the truth. Verse 1. This is the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to what was left of the elders among the exiles, to the priests and prophets, and all the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken to Babylon from Jerusalem. This is the message from God of the angel armies, Israel's God, to all the exiles I've taken from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and make yourselves at home Put in gardens and eat what grows in that country. Marry and have children. Encourage your children to marry and have children so that you'll thrive in that country and not waste away. Make yourselves at home there and work for the country's welfare. Pray for Babylon's well-being. If things go well for Babylon, things will go well for you. This is the word of God for the people of God. We say, gracias a Dios, or thanks be to God. Well, happy Wednesday, dear friend. I pray this finds you being wonderful and bubbling with joy and peace. Amen. Amen. Let us pray for one another, pray for those who have asked prayers of us, and may God bless them with whatever it is that they seek. I ask prayers for a dear friend, the Reverend Rob Clopton, retired pastor. Uh, he was an associate of mine at First United Methodist Church in San Marcos. Then he went off to New Church Start, then went to different churches, and finally retired. And uh, I spoke with him today, and he said he had a consultation with a surgeon in Houston uh, at MD Anderson Hospital this coming Monday. While we might shrug and say, uh, Rob is thankful because a year or so ago, he was not, I repeat, he was not a candidate for surgery. So God is working and doing much in his life. And so our prayer should be that this surgery bring Rob complete healing and peace. Pray for his wife, Sandra, who also faces some of her own health uh, issues, that God would restore her and give her calm and peace. Also got word that uh, a longtime friend of mine, the Reverend Arturo Perez, uh, lay pastor in the valley, uh, suffered a stroke about four days ago. May God be with him and his family as he seeks recovery for this. Pray for the world, for its needs. Pray for your church and her mission to the world. Pray for all. I mean, I repeat, all the pastors you know, even the old worn-out ones like yours truly, that God be with them, God use them, that God bless them, and 
Just be with them with whatever it is that they need. God's not through with them or us. Amen. Friends, if you had a chance to go back some way to talk to the nine or ten-year-old you or me and told yourself that there was a whole nother world out there, what do you think nine or ten-year-old you would have said? Now, if I had the chance to go back to talk to nine or ten-year-old me and told me that there was a whole other word out there, I would have said probably, uh, maybe, sure. But I didn't know from personal experience. I had traveled from Kingsville to San Antonio and south to Mission, to McAllen, to Bishop, and Rivera, Texas. Had you said to me at that age, you will see many places, talk to many people, and help people know about God's love through Jesus Christ, I would have either run to Tranquitas Creek or hide under my house, which was on blocks. I felt safe there. Had you told me I would marry a beautiful girl and have beautiful children and beautiful grandchildren, I would have dug a hole in which to hide. I was at home right where I was, and as far as I knew, my world was perfect. My father had a great job delivering milk and ice cream, and I was 100% certain that would be my job someday as well. I knew and loved my neighbors, even the weird state of themselves one who seldom ventured outside. I loved my church, I loved my pastor, I loved my Sunday school teacher, my Methodist friends, and the world was a beautiful place. Now had you told me that the, at the age of 13 my life would be uprooted, and some years later I would find myself not owning a home, but instead living and moving from parsonage to parsonage, I would have run. I don't know where, but I would have run fast and far. Why? Because no one likes to be uprooted and transplanted to other areas. Just talk to any minister's kid that you know. <laughs> They'll tell you. Honestly, they will. And that was one of the difficult parts for myself and for Nellie. Every time we moved, that we knew it would be uh, quite a burden on, on our daughters. But they did well. And I'm, I'm blessed by, by them and their lives and where they are today. And so thanks be to God. But this message is exactly what the prophet Jeremiah is facing as he writes this letter to the exiles, the uprooted Jews who were taken against their will to Babylon. And while most of the immigrants would have preferred a ye shall return soon to your home message, this one says quite the opposite. God is telling them to set down roots and to flourish where they are. Again, not what they wanted to hear. I'm old enough, as are some of you, to remember the huge exodus of Cubans from their island who found a place to await the day when they could return home. This happened in the late 50s, early 60s, and one of my pastors there in Kingsville was one who left everything there in Cuba and uh, thought deep in his heart and soul that the day would come that Fidel Castro would be deposed and a democratic style of government would return and everyone would leave Miami or all of Florida, wherever they found themselves, and they could finally return home. My pastor died some years ago and was buried in the Dallas area. His wife died not too long ago and she's buried beside him. And thousands upon thousands of expatriates of Cuba have also died. 
And I believe almost all of them with that deep-rooted, deep-seated desire to return home one day to a different Cuba. And in case you hadn't heard, Fidel Castro has died. And his government is still in charge of Cuba. To the credit of those who were transplanted, like my father and mother, my pastor and his wife and their children, they built houses and made themselves at home. They did everything that the passage says they should do. Gardens, their children married, had children, and pretty much thrived in this new land. And possible to the shock of these Jews, God tells them to pray for Babylon's well-being with the promise that if things go well for Babylon, things will go well for you. It's funny how yesterday my bride and I were talking about our ministerial years and how a couple of times the spouses of other pastors there asked Nellie if we would consider trading places. These wives were unhappy with their assignment and wanted a change, and they thought our locale would serve them better. Needless to say, it doesn't work that way. My wife wanted to tell them, because as I said, this conversation was among spouses sharing their wishes and preferences, and two of them wanted our spot. Sorry. The word from God was for faithfulness to turn into fruitfulness begins with accepting where they are, praying for those who had them there, and then working for the complete well-being of all concerned. And the blessings, hear this, the blessings would be ours as well. Yes, bitterness in the hearts of the transplanted was natural, but a bitter heart produces no blessings. I'll say that one again. A bitter heart produces no blessings. So, dear one, whatever your Babylon, God is with you and will bless you as you seek to make the most of your situation now, working for the well-being of all people there and praying for all of the people there. And in turn, those blessings will be yours as well. Let's pray. God, who is everywhere and with everyone who invites you, be with us in whatever Babylon we find ourselves and help us flourish for this we pray in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Dear one, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray this has brought a blessing to you. And if it has, share this, forward this message to someone. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Here's your call to action. Be a voice of hope to someone who is dreading their Babylon. Can you do that? Be a voice of hope. Inspire someone to hope, to look beyond what they're facing now. And God is with them. Receive my blessings of joy and, and hope. I'm Pastor Radio Valverde. I love you. I thank God for you. And I pray this has blessed you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.